0: This is Fintech Unplugged, with Suresh Vajani and me, Robert Kornich. So, how are you doing, Suresh? Good afternoon, welcome. It's a great day for a barbecue. I know, I thought you'd love it. It's impressive, although the weird bit is I've come for a barbecue, but actually, I'm a vegetarian. Your scooter, how, how, how is that coming all this way? Well, I'm actually, I'm not that far from you now, so I'm actually around the corner. Not are you? Me. Oh. You know what they say? Good neighbours become good friends! Ha <laughs> ha! Neighbours. Home and away. Home and away. I thought I'd bring my didgeridoo. What? How the hell did you carry that on a scooter? I thought that was your stomach playing up. Oh my god. You sound revolting. Why does that ring a bell? Vault Bank. Vault Bank? Who are they? We were supposed to be interviewing Vault Bank today. No, who? Um Sean, someone? Yes. We're Sean suppo- He's supposed to be at the office. When? Now. What? Right this minute? Yes. But we're in the middle of our barbecue, you can't stop now. Call Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Jeff. Mate. Yeah, I know it's my Australian accent. Mate, special assignment. We need you to interview Sean. He's flown in from Australia. The first new challenger bank to get a license in Australia. Don't mess it up.
1: (laughs) So we're here with Sean Lorden, who is head of performance and delivery at Vault Bank. Welcome to FinTech Unplugged. Hi. So I think it's fair to describe Vault Bank as the first challenger bank in Australia. Is that right?
2: yes that's correct yes Uh, i guess off the uh, back of the regulatory uh, relaxing last year in may that was announced and uh, we're now kind of first recipients of the restricted license in australia and we're pushing towards our full license as uh, quickly as we can so how long has vault bank been in existence so the the idea started way back in May last year, 2017. The company was registered in, I believe, September. And we started off fully uh, lodging our application at the end of October last year. And yeah, the team started off back then at about nine and it's currently close to 45. You need a lot of heads to to build a bank. (laughs) So how was that process of getting the license? Yes, it's, been, it's actually been um, great working with APRA, the regulator over in Australia. So we've, we've uh, had a very good relationship. It's obviously the first time that they've gone through this process as well. So we've learned a lot from each other and we've kind of observed what's been happening in the UK market, which the, the regulatory uh, regime relaxed back in 2014, I think it was. And we've kind of uh, looked to this market to, to understand and learn from that as well.
1: So, I mean, I haven't been to Australia for a few years, but I have to say your accent is not quite as I remember it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm a a fresh import. No, no, not not quite. I've been there for 18 months, so. But the the connection to me and Volt was, I previously worked for our CEO uh, and founder at a, a bank before this. And I was working over in Australia. And when the opportunity came up, it was just too good to turn down.
1: Can you compare and contrast the challenger bank market here in in London versus the, in Australia?
2: Yeah, so I, look, it, it's a really interesting one in terms of the um, the the start of the process. I, I think it, it's been governed by the regulatory regime changes uh, which occurred here back in 2014 so we've kind of went through that process last year so we've uh, the the regulator has had a lot of time to digest what's happened in this market and so f- from that perspective there's there's the actual opportunity to I, I won't say leapfrog but there's a lot of opportunity for us as Volt to learn from some of the challenger banks here and some of the things that they done that they wish they didn't, or uh, or could have done better. Um, so we we're, we're spending a lot of time uh, like researching the likes of you know Monzo, Starling, Revolut, mm-hmm. um, and Atom Bank as well to some extent, and and just picking what what we w- want to look like uh, that is relevant in the Australian context.
1: How would you describe the mood of the Australian consumer? I mean, how do they feel about the legacy banks? I mean, have you got a big job to do to selling the idea of an alternative?
2: So from like our perspective, we've always said there's been three forces that have driven the ability for us to um, enter the market. The first one, which is the regulatory change, the second one is the access to uh, uh, and new technology, mm-hmm. and just the advancement of technology. And then the third one is consumer demand. Right. So the big four banks in Australia currently have approximately 80% market share. There's a smattering of banks and, and mutuals uh, uh, below that, right. but b- between them they share. You know, I, I I Ing Bank is one, for example, that holds roughly two percent. Mm-hmm so what we're seeing now though is a, a royal commission that is uh, kind of put in place that is questioning the the banks and some of their uh, historic behavior and kind of bringing to light some of the challenges that they've uh, i guess they're going through at the moment over that side that was experienced in the uk probably 10 years ago and really came to a head maybe three to four years ago so there's a real opportunity and now customers from a consumer demand perspective to look for something else different uh, and new in the market. We, we don't need to go after uh, 100% of the market um, we're, to have a viable business model. You know, We've calculated even with 0.2% of the market, we can do so. Uh, we've obviously got bigger aspirations than that. Yep. Um, so the intention is for us to really provide the service that particular niches that, that we want to target, need, and uh, are crying out for and just make the customer experience so great that you know they tell their friends about it and we 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 build the customer advocacy, which is the way that most like brands go through that hockey stick acquisition process.
1: So do you have a particular uh, niche in mind or a particular consumer when you when you launch a product?
2: Yeah, so um, initially going to be focused around consumers uh, rather than uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have uh, SMEs on our roadmap, uh, but from a consumer perspective, we're particularly interested in looking at... at the international migrants and both from a student perspective and workers. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge opportunity to solve for some of the problems that they experience coming to the country. I'm actually one of those. Uh, <laughs> so, I've, I, you know, uh, I'm a sample size of one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, there's. I, I can tell mark, you yeah. exactly. Yes. I can tell you that there's a yeah. There's a few things that I would love to be improved.
1: You mentioned about the lessons learned from the UK challenger banks. Yeah, is there anything that really comes to the to the forefront of your mind when you think about what those lessons would
2: be? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, I think probably um, some of the most successful plays that the the neo banks and the fintechs here have had has been around that customer experience uh, and. You know most people today operate on their mobile phones and actually the types of apps that they tend to play with are you know the, the facebook's the stravas the uh the linkedin's whatever else that they enjoy um and you know being able to target from that uh, angle is is exactly where we want to play i think some of the economics uh is uh, a questioned at the moment and the investors have kind of woke up to the fact that you need a profitable business model to yeah. to last in this in this yeah. world. So um, it's all well and good having x hundred thousand customers, but if they're all costing you money mm-hmm. um, and you have no route to profitability, then that becomes a problem. So we've we've focused on really getting to grips with the commercialities and making sure that we're. Uh, um, you can make some surf. money. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, and it's it's more about everyone. It's about everyone being better off. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's business at the end of the day. Mm. We want to make the consumers better off, but we we also want to make sure that we're building a profitable business that can provide them with services in the future as well. Mm. We've got our eyes uh, on some other markets as well that, you know, down the line once we've the uh, concept in Australia. There's opportunities to, to expand more widely as well.
1: You're coming after Starling and Monzo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no 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 no. The the UK market is a is a is a very interesting one, but I think it's um it's probably at its uh, at its saturation level. We're definitely looking for partnerships though, so not necessarily um eating the same lunch, but uh, we're you know coming. Uh, visiting the same uh, restaurant you know um, uh,
1: maybe yeah looking at the same menu so being the first challenger bank is obviously gets you a lot of profile yeah but what are you gonna do to retain that position and keep the the offering fresh what are you gonna do to be different what's gonna be your secret sauce how much can you tell us about that
2: yeah so look um, it's it's obviously the top of all of our uh, all of our minds and um, like really at the moment we we want to we want to live up to our um promises to not just investors but um when when we're out there we're getting a lot of uh feedback from customers even now on our waiting list um and they're telling us that exactly what it is that they're wanting um and we're looking to factor in as many of those uh demands if you like as we can into our into our build um so it's really about Making sure that we've got a tech stack that is secure, uh, and it's built in such a way that um, you know uh, it, we're protected, you know, from any uh, un- nasties or you know, secure, uh, cyber threats and, and that kind of thing. So that's very important to us. Right. Um, but then on the flip side, everything that we build here, we ultimately then need to project to customers in a way that they're happy and. Um, very excited about using, uh, which is which is the the kind of secret source that a lot of um, I guess banks and various players are uh, trying to progress. So we want to almost create an app, that a banking app, that people actually enjoy mm. logging into, not just to check their balance, but maybe you know provide some elements of gamification, helping people stay on track, like really understanding like the individuals that we're building the app around Mm -hmm. and creating add-on services that are relevant to those uh, those people's lives Mm -hmm. Um, and and then you know providing them with uh, ongoing solutions as we like uh, go through our series of releases Mm -hmm. so we we just want to we want to be like, I wouldn't say the Facebook, that's probably not the right, or the right answer, but you know. Not now, maybe. No, not now. It's just a shame, hey? Um, probably like your Strava. Like, you, you know, if, for the people that like Strava, we, we'd, we'd want to emulate that for banking. So you've overcome the first big, or one of your first big challenges in getting the, the licence. What other challenges can you see coming down the line? Well, look, I mean, for us now, the, the trick is to execute. We've got a very clear plan and we know what's ahead of us. Uh, we're working diligently with uh, the regulator and we're building a strong relationship with them and that must continue. Uh, we, we, we want to aim to get to our, our full license as quickly as possible yeah. and and then be in a position to actually start listening more to customers when we've got the ability to test and, and kind of be agile yeah. uh, and make sure that we're um, continuously improving what it is that we're doing for customers. That's the plan.
1: So as Robert and Suresh aren't, aren't here and I'm my background is in marketing, yes. I'm allowed to ask one of my own questions. Please, here. please. Vault Bank is brand new to the market. How have you made inroads to make that brand mean something to consumers?
2: Uh, it's a great question. And like from our perspective, the reason for the name Vault is both a, a vault like a bank vault mm-hmm. uh, very safe and secure but then also a vault like an energy yeah. vault yeah. you know a uh, unit of potential and for for both the em- employees of of the bank it really that really resonates from a customer perspective we're now positioning that in such a way that our kind of slogan is around you know sparking your change mm-hmm. so we we want to we want to help people spark their change so we we're basically uh, setting up the platform for the the customer segments that we're targeting so that they're able they're able to reduce the amount of time that they you know perhaps spend on their banking mm-hmm. and spend more time doing the things that they they love doing and actually creating experiences for them that they they enjoy like with, with banking, which isn't really happening today. We're very much focused initially on uh, the financial press yep. um, and getting the brand out there, and uh, as well as our kind of core banking platform, which is Temenos. So from from that perspective, we're looking forward to being able to launch a lot more publicly, but we're wanting to keep ourselves humble um, and make sure that we deliver on what it is we promised before we go big bang. Right. So what's the plan for Go Live, Sean? When are we looking at? So we're aiming for the end of the year.
1: Okay, well, good luck. Um, hope it goes well, and we look forward to seeing the, the success of Vault Bank.
2: Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank Cheers, mate. Hey, Robert, it's
1: Jeff. Yeah, it all went absolutely fine, no problem. Hey, what is that weird noise I can hear in the background? I didn't even know he had a didgeridoo. Listen, I was thinking, you know, after I got you out of a little bit of a sticky situation here today and all with all the man-on-the-street recordings I've been doing for you guys, I wonder whether now might be a time for me to have my own key, you know, to the Monster Munch cupboard?
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Bye.